is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good Monday afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us here on our Open Lines program and uh, hope you'll join us with your ideas on whatever topic you want to discuss. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. And it just seemed like fall started like just all of a sudden. (laughs) The curtain came up on fall over the weekend, that's for sure. But it's kind of nice, although I suppose it'll get a little old after a while, but uh, nice to have some some rain and a little cooler weather and, you know, a new season always comes with uh, that, that feeling of something new and different and, and change, but then after a while you're waiting for that next season to bring its version of change. But uh, as I said, great to have you with us and hope you'll join us for your whatever's on your mind. I was, was going to throw some ideas out, but heck, we got a full line, so let's dive right into the phone calls here on KGMI Connects. Once again, our phone number 360-676-5464. Robin Bellingham gets us rolling today. Hi, Rob. Hey, no, this is Rod. R-O-D. Oh, Rod. <laughs> R-O-D. Yeah, yeah. I was I was away from the KGMI family there for a few weeks, so I haven't been listening there. I was down south and so uh-huh. back up here. All and right. So, well, you know, but in the meantime, there in the or during that interim there, I was uh, treated to the news, the Gong Show, as I call it. And you know, I heard old Corinne Jean Pierre there um, kind of blame the Republicans for. Uh, the chaos at the border. And I was thinking to myself, you know, how, again, intellectually dishonest, you know, she talked about, you know, a few Republicans not going along with some of the improvements that the Biden administration wanted to go with. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, if you got a, a congressperson who's not happy with the idea of using scotch tape to patch up a hole, a big hole in a boat, they probably wouldn't choose to pay for that scotch tape in the beginning, knowing that it wouldn't work. And so, you know, I'm looking at that and I'm going, you know, most of the Republicans, after they got on the bandwagon there, were quite happy with what uh, Trump had done with respect to negotiating with the president of Mexico and kind of curtailing all that, the, the migration coming into this country. And once Biden took office, you know, he instantly went in there and and scratched that right off the books. And now we have a rusting pile of metal. We've got a, a governor that's trying to protect his state, um, along with the country. And I mean, there's more to that story. Well, I think but, you have to admit that the border has become a, and it, and it has been for quite mess. some time. It's a, it's a political football. And if Republicans in Congress, you know, we hear a lot from Republicans in Congress about the border, obviously. Uh, If they were really serious about doing something about it, don't you think they would take some action and actually write some legislation that uh, directed at it? I mean, (laughs) this relying on this this administration is is doing everything for it and this other administration doing nothing for it to, to improve the border. It's it's really it, it, rhetoric we is what we're honest, feeling though, about Joe. the border. I mean, the border has been an issue for decades and decades. Correct. It's nothing Correct. brand new. Uh, it's nothing that just I give popped you, uh, out. Okay, I give I give you that. Okay. However, Donald Trump negotiated with that president. He made the Republicans look bad because 
you know, his predecessors didn't do much for that border situation, but he actually did. Okay. And so he negotiated with the with the president of Mexico and said, "Hey, you don't help us out here with this gig, then uh, we might be uh, tariffs might come into play and whatnot." And it's amazing what money does and makes people come around. Now, you know, he, he he's out of office, and uh, and uh, Biden turns around and just writes that off. Literally, I think within the first two days, and and I'm like, and he was happy with that. Now we got this, and then we have someone saying, "Well." You need the Republicans need to work with this administration. No, we had uh, we were working on a fairly decent plug for that for for the gaps in 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 that in that southern border. At least we were working on it. Now we have record numbers, and that's not the fault of the Republicans, though they sat on their hands quite a bit, and 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 they maybe they have a little here, but it's like that's really intellectually dishonest to say that. To put the blame on them, and I'm going, my gosh! What I mean, we're treated to this insanity that we have to listen to somebody tell us that it, it's one size fault, and I'm just like, well, I just shook my I, head. I'm going, but if you look at it, if you look at it overall, uh, if I think the border is, it it's going to take more than just because every time there are executive actions on the border, uh, they're challenged in court for one thing. And yeah. and it, it, that th- this is what we see, t- you know, year after year, administration after administration is why isn't the administration doing more or what is this administration doing? It's it, when there needs to be a comprehensive approach to the border and to immigration. It can't just be this, you know, ha- what's the administration doing? You get what I'm saying? It can't. Oh, no, and, but, I, but, I, um, I but Congress do. takes no action on on immigration and yet sits and and uh, and complains and criticizes and doesn't do anything that would really have teeth, take any action that would really have any teeth at all. And I, I, mean, I agree so with you I, to, you know, to I mean, a degree. On, I mean to on say that, that Joe, okay, but, but and and just looking in, in reality, I mean, you know, immigration numbers at the southern border were pretty. There they were uh, in in the Trump administration uh, realm around 2010, 2011. Uh, during the Obama administration, they they rose a bit as uh, the it moved toward the Trump administration. Then they were down at pretty low levels. But say at yeah. 20, 2018, 2019, uh, spiked up again, and then did take a big spike in twenty twenty one. But um, what's really changed at the border, other than I mean, really, it's been rhetoric over the border and over over immigrants and uh, well. There's going to be more to there's going to be more to that though, Joe. In the sense of this, I mean, I don't mean to cut you off there, but no, the thing good. that I, I I worry about is that you've got this huge number of people coming into this country. There are there are governors now note taking great notice in this. They know that that's going to take away money from taxpayers that could be used for our veterans or the homeless, and you couple that with the current situation with the crime that's going on in various cities. And it's like, you've got a powder keg waiting to explode. And the people that were thinking about, you know, defunding the police, they are going to be on their knees begging for Once again, Rod, I think you have to to think deeper about your rhetoric and uh, what you're, because what you're saying is 
that migrants are simply a cost on society, whether it's uh, taxpayer no, they dollars do jobs that people don't want to do either. Whether, That's why and they let you're, in. you're implying that uh, that they lead to this incredible spike in crime. And none, no, of, that's no, no, borne no. Out, none of that's borne I'm out by the, the by crime that. that's happening, not involving them. Okay. I'm talking about the crime that has been going on okay. with the with the with that. No, not, I'm not blaming them on that. I'm, I'm, I'm thank you for giving me giving me that opportunity to clear that up. Okay, I'm talking about because the, the the occasional murderer and whatnot, which is horrible. We have those here too. I'm not blaming those people saying, "Oh no, no, they're actually going to be doing jobs that." A lot of Americans don't want to do. That's a fact. And and on top of that, you know, people like George Bush. I mean, he was then, happy to have him over because it was cheaper labor. But there's going to be jobs that are going to be taken um, by people who are illegally into this country um, that other well, American then, citizens do want to do. I, I so guess, that's what I'm talking well, about. Well, then I would ask you, I guess, why is it a crisis as opposed to being a situation that needs to be managed? No, it need it needs to be managed. You're you're. I will I will okay. totally agree with anybody who says they need to manage it. And I think, in my opinion, Donald Trump was getting a start on something, much to the chagrin of some Republicans and the Democrats, because I think he made some people look bad, you know, in the sense that they at first said he didn't know anything about foreign policy, and the man's conducted business. And foreign, um, forereign speaking. Okay. Uh, well, foreign, I mean, for a long, he made that comment. He says, "I've got more foreign okay. experience than a lot of these people on this stage." You know, when he was first running, and so, and he proved it. And he made a lot of people look bad because he accomplished quite a bit in in, in spite of constantly being in court. So, okay. I mean, I'm not calling right. him a saint by any by any stretch of the imagination, but he All did right. make some people look bad. <laughs> okay, Rod. All right. Uh, thanks for your call. Let's. Uh, I want to get rolling here and get on to some others. Let's go to uh, Robert. Oh, there we, uh, let's see. Robert and Lyndon joins us now. Hi, Robert. Hi. How you doing? Doing well. Good. Uh, I uh, I agree with you on what on what you said with that guy. There, you're right. And he's wrong, basically. But anyway, uh, I uh, I have a, a a couple of thoughts about Trump supporters. Okay. And, and uh, I want to say this, that if, if Trump supporters saw him mock that disabled person and still voted for him, then they are bad people. Okay. If, if they heard him encourage that traitorous mob to attack the Capitol, threaten to hang the vice president, stop the election process, and they still support him today, then they are traitors, pure and simple. And to the military and the vets, which I'm one of them, I was in the Army in 1967-69, if you took that oath to protect and defend the Constitution and you support Trump today, then you are a traitor. I don't care about your quality of service. If you support traitor, if you took that oath and support Trump now, you're a traitor. Benedict Benedict Arnold was a revolutionary hero before he turned traitor. Okay. All right, Robert. Uh, Thanks for your call. Let's go to quick before we take a break. Let's go to Jim in Seattle. Hi, Jim. Hey, Joe. Hope you're ready today. Yeah, yeah. Same to you. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, I wanted to comment on other things. A paper article I read down here on yesterday's Seattle Times. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll get right to it. Uh, there's a guy named Brian Haywood on the east side of the lake here, and he's a Republican and he's uh, pledging to give $5 million for initiative process, you know, like anti-tax, 
stuff like that, and a little bit for the media. He's trying to start a little media group that's going to counter all the, you know, the blue state people. And so he really doesn't like taxes, and he's a hedge fund manager. So, you know, I've explained my own situation a little bit. I could explain more as time goes on. But uh, I will tell you a couple of others who I've also mentioned quite a few times who don't like taxes as well or certainly excessive taxes. And excuse me, and that would be Gore Vidal, who's no longer with us, and Michael Parenti, who's 90 years old in a couple of days. Okay. And uh, Gore Vidal always used to say, we pay taxes, high taxes, and get little or, no- little or nothing for them. He was more you know, up front with it about nothing. But we get something for him, but it's very little. And unlike Prosperous, uh, much more than us in the 80s and 90s, uh, Sweden, Denmark, Norway, those countries, they've had high taxes, but they didn't have it all go to the military. And therefore, they were more populous and richer than we were by per capita income standards. And then, you know, Michael Parenti, who I mentioned a lot, he says the empire feeds off the republic. You know, we pay our heavy taxes for the military to keep wages low in foreign countries and resources coming and also to keep markets open so that they'll buy our excess products that we in the United States can no longer afford to buy. So, And that's also the defense industry is itself uh, made rich and pays kickbacks for elections, you know, like um, Newt Gingrich. He was, uh, I believe, had the second most amount of tax dollars for his district in Georgia, and it was Lockheed Martin, one of those. Martin Marietta, I think, was one of the contractors, and they made big money and naturally would support his campaign. So, uh, okay. And just to finish... Uh, Jack Rasmus has a article on Counterpunch website, and the, the title of it I didn't read, but the title is UAW Strike, a an Historic Fight to End 44 Years of Concession Bargaining. So that's what I think is somewhat positive on that note. And right. thanks for letting me on, and uh, we'll talk to you some other time. All right, you bet, Jim. Thanks for calling. We'll take a quick break. We got John, Rich, Robert, and uh, hopefully hear from you here on KGMI Connects. As always, whatever's on your mind, we want to hear from you. GMC, I've done a great job with the new trucks. I'm blown away. Xavier Cortez is the owner of Northwest Chevrolet Buick GMC Cadillac. I love trucks. I really love trucks. Matter of fact, if you ever see me driving something around town, it's going to be a truck. But what they've done with a new model is absolutely amazing. Yes. I thought that GMC had really good competition with the other brands. But what they have rolled out this year and what they're coming with is absolutely untouchable. Great quality, super cool technology. How they look, how they drive, is can't compare with nothing in the market right now. Not because I sell it, because I, I'm a big fan of other makes and models. It's just because it's true. I've driven them, and I'm absolutely in awe. GMC. We are professional grade. Northwest Chevrolet, Buick, GMC Cadillac. If you are looking for individual health insurance or health and Part D drug plans to go with your Medicare, give us a call. Hi, this is Marcia Neal from Vibrant USA. Finding information on the insurance plans available to you and your family can be confusing and frustrating. The knowledgeable, friendly agents at Vibrant USA are here to help you sort through the chaos. There is never a charge for our services, so call now at 866-733-5111. Digital marketing. You're not sure how it works, if it works, 
or if you're getting any return on your investment. Yet you might be embarrassed to ask too many questions in fear you may look uninformed or out of touch. Digital marketing, isn't it great? Hi, this is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group. As business owners and those who run companies, we realize when it comes to advertising your company, you frequently have more questions than answers. For example, when you buy digital advertising, is the only thing you're ever sure about how much money you're spending? You're not alone. Many of the businesses we work with have had the same questions and concerns until we were able to help them better understand the process. So give us a call for a free, no-obligation review of your digital advertising plan. There's no strings, no hidden costs, just helpful expertise. Contact me today at 360-734-9790. It's Heidi Person. We're the Cascade Radio Group, and we want to help your business grow. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. We'll get right back to the phones here in just a moment. I did want to say, though, I'm looking at this, uh, your, uh, these charges against uh, Senator Menendez from New Jersey and his wife, apparently. I mean, can, I can't think of money spent, poor or spent, I guess. Than a government trying to, uh, you know, hoping to influence the U.S. government by bribing a senator or any member of Congress. I mean, look at Congress. They can't get anything done. Uh, but, uh, oh, yeah, let's give uh, thousands and thousands or millions of dollars to one senator and think that we're going to really influence policy here. I mean, it's just kind of a joke. But um, let's go on. As I said to our phone calls, John in Ferndale joins us. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Uh, I just wanted to thank Robert from Linden for his service to the nation. Vietnam veterans don't get enough credit for a war that they didn't ask for, and a lot of them were drafted, something that today people don't even think about, you know, be, because we have uh, selective service and all, and all that. We no longer have a draft. And I'd also like to thank Robert from Bellingham for his service because I just imagine him pedaling away with that big smile on his face, right? And every every mile that he pedals is more gasoline saved for the rest of us who have to drive. Okay. And I just wanted to say to thank Robert for his service to the earth. Okay. Um, last Friday, my favorite wing nut, Michael from Linden, right? He's the one who had, believes in the crazy 9-11 conspiracies about the Pentagon. He thinks Nancy Pelosi did, did January 6th, and he thinks Michelle Obama is a man. Okay, this is this nut. So he calls in all, all, all uh, uh, angry, and he's going to attack me because I defended Senator Bob Men- Menendez. Right. And it, no, that wasn't me. I, he's a New Jersey senator. I really hadn't looked into it. That was actually Bruce. And thank you for correcting him. But as soon as you did, he's like, well, Melendez deserves the benefit of the doubt. He turned on a dime. He was, he was going to use it to slam me. It's like the only thing that I think about it is since I've learned more, more about it, this just proves that, that the Justice Department is going after corruption no matter what side of the political aisle that it falls on. And it turns out that, that stuttering John Menendez, right, the guy that was on Howard Stern, he's got his own thing now. He called, he prank called Trump. During Trump's administration, the Obama administration put uh, what was, you know, when, when he was president, that's when the Justice Department 
went after Menendez the first time. Uh And then Trump... Trump called called him off and gave Menendez a congratulatory call because, you know, anything Obama did, Trump had to undo, including the pandemic response team for, you know, worldwide uh, possible flus and, and viruses. And look how, how that worked out. But um, Rich is up next. You know, I, 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 I thought about his call and, you know, this cruel attitude that he has, where he conflates uh, the writer's strike and this, uh, with the defunding and the defaulting of our national debt, which, if you cared about how much how much the national debt is and servicing it right, defaulting on the government in in this way will only add more debt. Will only lower our credit rating. Not to mention all the social security recipients who rely on that money, and maybe it's going to come late now. And and all the problems. The thing is, the Republicans don't know how to govern. They have zero empathy. Just listen to Rich when he speaks. He's like he 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 loves the shutdown. He I mean he he says he hopes it goes on forever. You realize that would mean the end of the United States of America, Rich. All right, John. I mean, but well, well, why should it surprise me? He supports a guy who okay. says he he's fine with terminating the Constitution. Yes, uh, I oh. I will fight to my last breath, Joe, against all enemies, foreign and domestic. All right, John, I get it, and. Uh, I will say, though, it's not all Republicans. I, I have to hang, hand it to uh, uh, Speaker McCarthy because he's, uh, you know, he wants to get a deal. He does not want the government to shut down. And uh, it, it kind of it's, it's sort of perplexing how, you know, a handful or a small number of uh, lawmakers in Washington, D.C. can uh, can basically decide the government should shut down. Uh, but uh I, that's how our system works. Thanks, John. Appreciate your call. Let's go to, well, Rich and Linden. <laughs> is this Rich and Ferndale? Rich and Linden? Rich and Ferndale. Rich and Ferndale, on. yeah. Get... I got Linden up here on my board, but I thought you were Rich and Ferndale. How are you doing, Rich? Not too bad. How are you? All right. All right. In fact, yeah, the John three callers John that John is... brought up are all in, all in line here, so you're the first one up. Yeah, I'm not too worried about what John says. He just on left field pretty crazy is whatever republicans are out to do stuff with baby's blood will be the next thing he says no uh, i don't like the reckless spending and i think shutdowns uh, will show the worthlessness of our government and how they can't get along this has been going on now for 10 years and we will not default on the debt if the government shuts down social security payments and other government workers payments will be not cut, but they will be withheld as long as the government is shut down. I have a Border Patrol neighbor. He explained this to me in great detail. They have to work. They do not get paid. Mm-hmm. But when the government comes back, they get all their back pay. So same with Social Security. You do not actually lose the money. You just may not get the check for a while. So yeah, and I day, understand that with a little bit. But I mean, many Social Security uh, recipients depend on that. That's their that's their income. And so well, Joe, no one can live on Social Security, at least not here. It's well, so it's it, the reality is that that many do, and that I, I, you know they well, shouldn't. They it, I, you know, like you I'm, say, they shouldn't, but they do. They're forced. A lot to. of people tell me, even the accountant says you're not meant to live on Social Security. It right, be right. You have I, to have other things. Sure. So, 
But people yeah, I'm not that... heartless at all. I want everyone to be prosperous. I want everyone to pull their weight. And I do drift with much content. You are correct on that. When people seek to be lazy and unproductive, I absolutely hate that. And Majid backs me up on that because most immigrants, especially the ones who come here legally, are hard workers. First generation especially. They know what it's like to live in an impoverished dump of a nation, and they come here to get out of that. But we are now becoming an impoverished nation because we are teaching poor work ethic. We are rewarding bad behavior, and it is just disgusting. It's just it's, it's, un-amer- it's un-freedom. When you depend on handouts, you are not independent. You are you're a burden to society. You need to take care of yourself. That's what being an American is, is you should be taking, seeking to take care of yourself. You shouldn't need something from the government. Well, I guess you could say you shouldn't need it, but uh, the fact is that that many people do, and they they struggle yes, to get by. And do. and I mean, do we but turn their backs Joe, on them as no, as no, our neighbors Joe, and our fellow no, citizens? We don't, Joe. No, okay. when people help people personally through neighbors helping neighbors, friends helping friends, family, or even nonprofits, it's more effective because it's not just a paycheck. It's not just throw them the money and don't talk to them again. When if you were to, Joe, if you were to help someone out personally like a neighbor or a friend, you would not do it long-term if they didn't get better because you'd be like, well, I'm not going to help you if you're not going to help yourself. But with the government, it's very impersonal. That check goes in the mail. No one really cares. There's a lot of people abusing that system. It's very impersonal. So, But you're just assuming that people that, that, yes, that all am. these people, this huge yep. percentage of these people, yep. are, just, are just abusing the system when yes, I, I doubt are, that Joe. that's that the case. I doubt that that's yes, the case. Yes. I would bet you half the people on disability well, I know. are you don't have a, able to do other work. You don't have a very high There's, high view of human... I have cheaters in my neighborhood. They've been on disability for 25 years, okay. and they chop firewood, Joe. That pisses me off. Okay. And that should, that should piss off any good person because it is wrong. We need to be productive. The money, see, money, you can't eat money. You can't drive with money. Money is a tool to get you to work. We need to be productive to make things that our society needs. Everyone has a place in the economy, and money is just a tool to get you to work. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm all for being lazy if you've earned it and you can afford to be lazy because you've done things smart and saved up money and you sit on your desk. Somebody who's worked hard probably isn't going to be lazy. That's not, right. a, not in their you know nature. What I mean? They're not a taker. They're still supporting themselves through the work they've did previously. But, you know, I so, think I think you have to understand, too, though, that, you know, at a certain point, if someone is of that ilk, if they are not going to work, do an honest day's work, they're still going to be alive. They're still going to be a person in your neighborhood. But then yes. what do they do if they if there's no assistance that that is keeping them? Well, what are they going to do? Are they going to turn to crime? To are they going to are they going to, yeah. you know, just just they're not going to just go away. They're not just going to necessity, uh, necessity drives innovation. If right. they get hungry, they will do something to work. Uh, they, they might they might something. come and steal something out of your garage. They, they can Kinda go like sell. Kind of like a druggie, Joe. Well, like a druggie. they could be. Yeah, yeah. could be. I mean, like what you're thing. saying is without what I'm what I'm saying is without any assistance, then you're creating this seething underclass of people that that has nothing, that has no hope, and then what? Do, how how does that serve that's society is, uh, to 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 have that? I I, I don't think that's it, where you have people who care individually, and we should do this as a nation. Well, how many how many people in your neighborhood it. could you afford to pay? You know, help them with their rent or help them buy food on a regular basis. I think every I think everybody could do a little bit of that. Yes, you All could. Right. Uh, well, 
you could how food's mm-hmm. not really that expensive. I mean, what's a couple hamburgers here and there? Well, yeah, you know, you, but you, a couple hamburgers whatever. isn't going to keep somebody alive. I mean, uh, or their their family. Yeah, you fed. could. Well, Rich, I want to. We'll continue our conversation. I got other folks on the line. I want to get to them. They've been hanging on. We'll uh, we'll take a quick break. Very quick. Be back here in ninety seconds here on KGMI Connects. You know those friends who say, stop by any time, and you're like, you don't really mean that. Well, unlike those friends, Dewey Griffin Subaru's Express Certified Subaru Tire and Service Center means it. They're open six days a week, including Saturdays. Stop by any time you need an oil change or any other minor maintenance, and they'll take care of you. No appointment necessary, and you'll get a free car wash with your service. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded and community-driven. 1800 Iowa Street in Bellingham. At Carpet Liquidators, our warehouses are full of brand name carpet and flooring, like Mohawk Smart Strand Forever Clean. During September, to help us support National Preparedness Month, purchase any flooring product and we'll donate 10% on select retail sales to Northwest Disaster Search Dogs and Cascadia Search Dogs. 10% to help train search and rescue dogs to find the lost and missing. Carpet Liquidators, locally owned since 1988 with seven Western Washington locations. And now open in Lacey. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Harness the power of the sun, reduce your carbon footprint, and save on your energy bills. You can now go solar with West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. That we are. Let's go right to to the Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. Yeah, I appreciate uh, John in Ferndale giving me kudos for saving gas and riding my bike places. I just got back from a a bolt bus slash bicycle tour in the eastern Washington. But I was also going to say some stuff about the border, and that is I um, I think we we tend to fight each other over the border. And I think the problem relates, like I said this before, overpopulation. It's just, it's a worldwide problem. And they talk about, the United Nations talks about migration and just so many people trying to get into places that are more livable than the other places that are so badly governed or being affected by climate change or, or various problems where there's just more people than that can be sustained in places like Nigeria. And they're trying to get into Europe. They're trying to get into other third world countries like people escaping Venezuela, going into Colombia mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And, you know, I, when I was on my trip, I listened to some of the show's podcast variety off the website. And there was somebody that wondered who's paying for the refugees that are here in the United States. And they're, well, if they're not able to work or on welfare or something like that, a lot of it they're taken care of by liberal churches because there are some some Christians that are at least compassionate. And I do think there's probably too many people in the world, but at the same time, uh, I think if people follow the Sermon on the Mount, they they would it's better to be compassionate than to be just snarling all the time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I, I would have to agree with you. I think, you know, the, the the population, the world population is reaching a tipping point if it hasn't already crossed that. And 
it's just going to get it. It's going to get more and more difficult to take care of everyone. Uh, the you know just to, we want to see people all over the planet in all countries have a decent standard of living, uh, if not one like we enjoy, but something close uh, and to be secure and to have good food and and you know clean water and clean air to breathe and. Uh, but it's going to be harder and harder to provide that uh, because there are limited resources on this planet, and uh, we can't just continue to expand as a as a species and expect uh, things to continue to get better. I, I don't think, but yeah. yeah, and more of us are probably going to have to live in studio apartments and ride bicycles more, use the public transit. And yeah. I, mm-hmm. I I feel healthy from my trips. I, I enjoy it. Some of it's a little difficult, not so much the the bicycling itself, but just the logistic of travel as things are crowded or traffic or something. But yeah. on this right. trip, I went across the Cascades over to in the Yakima Valley in eastern Washington and um, came back. And part of it was bus, part of it was bicycle. I actually went through Hanford, too, because there's a gravity wave detector there that has a visitor center. Uh-huh. And I actually made it there and got quite a few pictures and, and learned a lot. And I went past a nuclear plant that's, um, I'm not against nuclear power because for lowering the carbon footprint, there's a, there's the one nuclear plant in, uh, in Washington state is in Hanford and it produces a lot of it, of our electricity. Mm-hmm. But, um, I just went past it, but I was on my way to the gravity wave detector called LIGO, which is just a little bit past that with a visitor center. And the whole thing with all the bike paths and in between here and there was a, a pretty good trip. Okay. Well, interesting. All right. Thanks, Robert. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, that, I, I think riding over the mountains would be quite a challenge, but, um, uh, I, I know I understand that you, you took the bus, but uh, for part of that, but uh, still a lot of hills. I'm kinda, I'm thinking. Uh, let's go to Michael in Linden. Hi, Michael. Hi, Joe. Happy Monday to you. You too, sir. I got a couple quick comments about the previous callers uh, for mm-hmm. Rod and Ferndale. You know, the Remain in Mexico policy is exactly what saved America billions of dollars, and we don't appreciate that enough. You know, everybody asked how Trump was going to pay for the wall. Well, how we was going to pay for the wall is by having those people remain in Mexico instead of staying here in our hotels at $350 a night at taxpayer expense. That's that's how. Okay. Uh, he renegotiated NAFTA, which everybody said was a great deal for America, uh, saved billions of dollars by renegotiating the Air Force One contract with Boeing, the peace accords with Israel. He placed tariffs on China and Russia. There's just too much to name, you know, the reduction in opioid overdose deaths for the first time in American history because of our secured border. But enough about the greatness of Donald Trump. I want to talk about John's love of the Nazis in Ukraine. Because just a couple days ago at the Canadian Parliament, they dragged out this 98-year-old friend of Zelensky by the name of Yaslav Hunk, who had fought the Russians back in World War II, when he was a 17-year-old Waffen-SS member. Okay. So they had an actual Nazi at the Canadian Parliament trying to raise funds for Ukraine, and he got two standing ovations. Well, today, President Trudeau is calling it deeply embarrassing 
as is most of any normal people that don't have anti-Semitism running through their veins that, uh, you know, hate Jewish people and other people uh, and don't like Nazis. So do you think, I mean, are you implying that uh, that Putin, because his claim was that he was fighting Nazis in Ukraine, are you are you giving, are you validating his claim and saying he's right? No, that we, yes, that, I'm gonna, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm absolutely validating that claim. Okay. Russia was an ally with the United States, and we both fought the Nazis together, okay? So here's the funny yeah, thing. In right. 2018, Senate Democrats blocked funding for Ukraine because they knew money was getting into the hands of these far-right extremists and these Nazis groups, you've heard of the Azov, you know, brigade or regime. Well, the Pentagon overruled Democrats and funded them anyway. You can look it up in Western media. Back in 2018 and 2019, The Guardian, Reuters, all of these liberal newspapers were decrying the fact that we're sending money to these literal Nazis over in Ukraine. Okay, so they haven't changed. Nothing has changed. So it's just the media is telling us that it's okay to send money to these Nazis now. So there, uh, uh, Ukraine is. Uh, it, this is what we're doing. We're supporting a Nazi regime that's run by a, a, a Jewish president. Is that right? I it, that I, is right. And okay. on sixty minutes yesterday, right. on sixty minutes yesterday, they said twenty-five billion in non-military aid that has been sent over to Ukraine is going to pay for the salaries of 57,000 of their employees. Now, you know what's going to happen when the government shuts down here next week? You know, everybody's saying, oh, we're not going to get our Social Security checks, and the poor people won't get their food stamps, and the military won't get their paychecks. You know who still will get paid? The 57,000 employees in Ukraine won't miss a check. Okay. Now, how is that being for America? Or for Americans. So, Even in the do you think, but, but the, let me down, ask you, though, do you, do you funding 57,000 people in Ukraine, along with all the illegal migrants that were paying hotel bills for while they're here waiting for their asylum? Okay. All right. Well, I, I mean, you're throwing a lot against the wall there, but just uh, just it's the idea sick. that so so we should let Putin destroy Ukraine and. And that would be that would be a positive for the world. It would be good for our foreign policy. It would be the message we want to send to the rest of the world. I I, I don't, don't know. I don't the get last that. Time that we wanted to support Nazis instead of Russia. The last but time now, we what, with what, Russia what was motivation? The, the the president of Ukraine is 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 Jewish. He is born to a Jewish father. I mean, why would Adolf he be supporting? Hitler support- was part Jewish, Joe. Oh my goodness, Michael. Okay, well, I right. I I, mean, I, I, I I don't know that we would want to support Putin, Vladimir Nazis. Putin, who is no. one of the greatest v- villains on the planet today. I I don't know that that's the direction we want to take. But all right, you got to pick one. It's either the Nazis or Putin. Uh, all right. Wow. Okay. All right, pick your poison. We'll take a quick break. We got, uh, let's see, we got Tim, we got Michelle, we got Mark. We'll get to you guys, all you guys, and uh, we'll have time for you as well. 360-676-5464, back in a moment. If you are looking for individual health insurance or health and party drug plans to go with your Medicare, give us a call. Hi, this is Marcia Neal from Vibrant USA. Finding information on the insurance plans available to you and your family can be confusing and frustrating. The knowledgeable, friendly agents at Vibrant USA are here to help you sort through the chaos. There is never a charge for our services, so call now at 866-733-5111. 
I'm Secretary of State Steve Hobbs. The general election is around the corner. Make sure you're registered to vote and your information is up to date by visiting votewa.gov. That's V-O-T-E-W-A dot G-O-V. The general election is Tuesday, November 7th. Sponsored by the Office of Secretary of State and aired in cooperation with the Washington State Association of Broadcasters and this station. Bellingham's Climate Action Week is happening now. Join the Bellingham community through Saturday for a week of fun and informative events for all ages. Throughout the week, you can join guided walks, test electric bikes, watch performances and film showings, check out tide pools, ride the bus for a good cause, and learn about solar, salmon, wildfires, green buildings, and much more. Bellingham's Climate Action Week wraps up at an all-ages closing celebration at the downtown waterfront and Coulson Trackside this Saturday from 3 till 7. Enjoy a circus act, an interactive kids' learning zone, live music, educational booths, and more e-bike demos. A variety of food vendors will have food and drinks available for purchase in the adjacent Portal Village and Culshin Beer Garden. Climate Action Week, now through Saturday. For a full list of events, visit cob.org forward slash Climate Action Week. Climate Action Week brought to you by the City of Bellingham. Find out more at cob.org forward slash Climate Action Week. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. I'll just say I know people, and not a lot of people, but uh, some people I'm very close to who are uh, Ukrainian, and they don't... They're as far from Nazism or being Nazis as uh, anyone I've ever known or could ever imagine. But, uh, all right, well, there we have it. Let's go to uh, Mark over on Lummi Island. Hi, Mark. Hi, thanks, Joe, for taking my call. Um, you bet. I have two comments. Okay. One, one is on the shutdown. Way back in 1984, I was at UC Berkeley taking an honors thesis class, and I learned that 85% of federal government spending was Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, interest on the debt, plus the military was 85%. And right now, those all those numbers add up to 85% yet once again. Mm-hmm. And, and, and way back then, they talked about how all of this is political posturing. And I just read a thing by Jack Crutcher. I think it's Krugman, Paul Krugman. Uh-huh. And, and, and guess what? He said the exact same thing. Here we are 50 years later, or 40 years later, and all the numbers are the exact same, and it's because Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, you qualify for it, and then it's funded, and that's that. Uh-huh. And, the, and, and even Trump himself doesn't go up against Social Security or Medicare, he can punish Medicaid because that's poor losers or, or other people of other color. Mm-hmm. But uh, the fact of the matter is nothing's changed. All this shutdown stuff is all just posturing for, for uh, emotional impact. And, and that's all I have to say about that topic, about this screwy shutdown going down. Okay. The other thing I have to say is E-Verify. Um, E-Verify was proposed, and I think, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was George W. Bush that shot it down because the U.S. Chamber of Commerce objected 
strenuously. And it was an infallible registry of Social Security numbers. And and it was going to be mandatory that any employer that employed anybody had to run through E-Verify. Uh-huh. And they killed it. And, and, and though it still exists, now it's voluntary. But, of course, people like, I don't know, um, Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, sure as can be, lo and behold, he's hiring un- undocumented workers from Mexico to uh, do all the, the low work at his place. And so hmm. it's hard not to think that the Republican Party and the right-wingers are just idly hypocritical. All right. Okay, Mark. That's all. Appreciate your call. Well, and, and, okay. and as far as the, the shutdown and the standoff over the shutdown, it's right. They're talking about uh, the, the, the hard far right. I think that's a fair uh, description. Uh, uh, these are ultra-conservative Republicans in the, in the House. Uh, you know, they want to cut, uh, what, 100? I think it's $100 billion, which is a lot of money, $100 billion from these social programs. It's all social programs, These this, this discretionary spending. Uh, none of the cuts would come from... Uh, the big three, the you know, the Social Security, Medicare, or the defense budget, uh, and um, it would all come on the back of backs of those who uh, Americans who are struggling. And I know uh, some of our callers. Uh, <laughs> I won't name names, but say that well, they should have their benefits cut, or they should have they sh- they shouldn't be uh, eligible for them in the first place. But uh, that's just uh, where we are. That a uh, hundred billion dollars—it's a lot of money, uh, but um, it's just a fraction of our overall debt and our, our overall um, uh, budget each year, and um, and not contributing that huge of amount of, of an amount to our uh, national debt. But let's go to Tim and Everson. Hi, Tim. Yeah. Hi, Joe. <clears throat> yeah, I can make this quick because uh, what I was going to say is. You know, the, the premise of the show when it very first started was great, and, and I really liked it, and I, and I still do listen, obviously. But <clears throat> there's so much negativity. Uh, yeah, people calling people wingnuts called me a liar. You have too much name-calling. Okay. Well, uh, well let's, you, have, let's... you have another caller today calling half the country traitors. Well, um, I, I'm not telling people what they can and can't say. So, um, all right, well, we'll I, put that out I, there. To I understand that. I just think that if people had, you know, a little bit more to contribute instead of knocking other people down, okay. that would probably be a good thing. All right. All okay. right, Tim. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'll just say this. I don't want to call anybody any names. The extreme left. I don't think and you ever extreme, do. Yeah. <laughs> no, except, I don't. Except, or, left, except Jay Inslee. You're kind of hard on him. But that's Well, right, I don't call him names. I just wouldn't <laughs> vote for him for dog catcher. Anyway, the, uh, the extreme left and the extreme right in this country are just Looney Tune people. They, they don't know how the world works. They don't live in the real world. They live in a wish dream on both sides of it. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, the reason I called is because... Um, 
I, I agree with a lot of what Rich says, and I think he's very sincere. I give him a lot of props for that, and he's rational for the most part, whether I agree with him or not. But the one thing I don't agree with him today, and this is what inspired me to call, I just got back from a trip that put me over 30,000 miles a year on the road this year around the country. Anyway, uh, Rich uh, said that you know he didn't seem to think that Social Security was all that big a deal. Well, Many, many millions of people, if the government delays Social Security payments, will be in terrible shape. Um, I've I've done great in my career and stuff, and I still need Social Security to pay a little over two-thirds of my my income. Uh And um, I'm old, and I still work part-time, and I'm old, and I have an executive pension, but none of it you know, I need everything to pay the basic bills are so Uh expensive now in many respects. And we don't have time to go into that in great detail. But let's just say that um, Social Security is just absolutely crucial for many millions of people. I mean, well over 30 million people couldn't do without it. And probably over 50 million people. I'm not sure the exact numbers, but it's really important. And if they get delayed, we're going to see problem after In my case, depending on the length of the delay, I'd have to bargain with all my creditors and explain why my bills are going to be late and why Uh I can't pay them in October. And, you know, I'm not embarrassed about it because they understand if there's a government shutdown, many people. And the other thing that's utterly disgusting is the idea of, of not paying the military on time. I think that's utterly ridiculous. I mean, our military is what keeps us a free nation. Without it, the Chinese communists would be over here like a duck on a June bug and would be, (laughs) um, you know, uh, it would take us over in a heartbeat. And, uh, you know, our military keeps us free. And and we desperately need our military, and and the idea of not paying them is oh, it's it's beyond disgusting. And I think the uh, extreme in this particular case, while I have little respect for the extreme left because they've created all this crime chaos, but the extreme right is just nuts if they think people aren't going to suffer terribly in a government shutdown. Well, and yeah, I'm, talking and I think, about, I'm not you know, talking I mean, about two days. I'm talking about yeah, about a right. month or more. Yeah, and, and we don't we know how long it might long. go on, but I mean, they're pretty they're pretty entrenched in this. And well, it's 20, unfortunate 20. that people that have been elected to go to Washington, D.C., come to this point. I mean, it's one thing to, uh, to vehemently right. disagree and be upset and angered by what they find there, but to say, okay, we're willing to burn the house down uh, we're willing to just uh, to to make to get our you know to to get to happen what we want to see happen. I that's what I I think is unfortunate is we've come to this point where it's like I, on a regular you basis. You just said it. You said it better than I could, and you're a hundred percent correct. I think Joe that we need we terribly need to realize that these twenty you know right wing extremists you know. They are just, they say they're trying to help the country, but in reality, they're doing uh, almost as much harm as the extreme lefties are 
who basically believe that criminals have more rights than law-abiding citizens. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's or, just, you or know, that, that's the spending that they're, safety. yeah, that's, yeah the spending public that they're... safety and public welfare are the two most important things in America. And the extreme left destroys public safety, and the extreme right destroys public welfare. All and, right, there we go, Michelle. i got to cut you off real quick because I want to give Rick and Bellingham a chance, but very well said, I think. Rick, go ahead. you got about yeah, uh, 30 I, seconds. Yeah, I, I just want to say, you know, it's very, very cavalier of, of rich to, 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 to think that the milita- all, everyone in the military, air traffic controllers, et cetera, can live without their paychecks. I mean, that, that, that is just ridiculous. You know, Most Americans you. do live, yeah, paycheck yes, to I paycheck. Mean, and that, that, that's a reality. Yeah. I, I, you know, Rich, you know, shame on you. All right. Rick's got the last word today, but uh, we'll have plenty of time for your words tomorrow. So I hope you join us here on KGMI Connects from 4 till 5. And we'll we take all callers, even some who, you know, call names that don't encourage that, but it happens. And it's an open forum here on KGMI Connects. Hope you have a great rest of your Monday. Do you know a group or individual in our community who work tirelessly to make a difference? Dedicated to Service wants to give them a special shout out on the air. Email the details to dedicated at cascaderadiogroup.com. Dedicated to Service brought to you by Neater House of Luxury, Whatcom County's premier jewelry store. Join Neater House of Luxury September 29th and 30th for an exclusive Gabriel and Company trunk show. Neater House of Luxury, 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, next to Lombardi's back patio. Tuning into the high school football game. Monitoring the incoming storm. They say what I think, but smarter. Catching your favorite talk show. These are just few of the reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio. And AM radio is the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping you and your family safe in dangerous times. Visit wearebroadcasters.com to learn more and tell us how you depend on AM radio stations like KGMI. This is News Talk 96.5 and AM 790, KGMI Bellingham. KISM HD2 Bellingham from the West Mechanical Studio.